Hey guys, brand new podcast. Uh, this week, I'm in Phoenix, live Burtcast with Doug Stanhope. That's the only one I think I've committed. I think maybe Doug Benson will come by. I'm not sure. He We talked about it, but I haven't... I'm really bad at organizing shit, people. Uh, I don't know why I jumped on that date right away. Uh, but I just felt like I wanted people to come out. It's going to be at... Uh, where the fuck's it going to be at? It's going to be at uh, Stand Up Live. My brain's shot. In Phoenix? In Phoenix, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, our flight there, not too bad. I can do that sober. I flew sober this week from uh, Chicago. Didn't like it, a- but I did it. And then got, I had a connecting flight. Connecting flights, man, I just want rewards. I want rewards when I get places. I want chocolate. I want something. I want anything. I just want a reward. McDonald's. McDonald's, yeah. yeah I wanted yeah. a reward, and I didn't get a reward because I didn't give myself a reward because I didn't feel like I earned a reward. And I was with Jesus Trejo, who I got to have on the podcast. He's such a funny fucking guy. Um, but Chicago was great. Thanks everyone for coming out. Thanks everyone for uh, all the. You know, I have to be honest with you, and um, I, I'm, I'm speaking in grandiose terms. I know my management will hear this, but they were not super thrilled about me being sober, doing sober October. In effect, wondering if it would kill my touring because sometimes uh, you know branding gets in front of art, and people think, you know, well, it's working. Why fuck with it? You know? Yeah. And they were like. How, what's this going to mean for your touring? If you're not drinking, will people want to come see you do stand-up? The answer is yes, they do. <laughs> I can't believe I fucking ever entertained that concept. But um, five sold-out shows in Chicago this weekend. It's a big club, and I've never sold that club out. And my numbers were drastically different than the year before. And uh, everyone great. was more engaged about what I learned from not drinking. They were more interested in what I learned from not drinking than me drinking at all. They'd give two shits if I was drinking. The thing with drinking is, I mean, like, look, I want, if I go see Ron White, I'd love to see him have a scotch in his hand, but for the most part, I just want to drink when I see him. He makes me want to drink. Well, that and Ron White's just funny. Ron White's just funny, So he funny, doesn't yeah. really need the drink, same as you. You're look, just if funny. I get it if it's, and we talk about this a tad bit, if it's Andrew WK and that's his brand, is I'm the party hardy, I'm the party, I'm the party hardy guy, he's the party hard guy. I'm party hardy, that's my brand, party hardy. It's my new joke. You don't know the joke. I do know the joke. Oh, you do? Yes, it's the oh. Ralph Simpson joke. Samson. Simpson? Samson. Ralph Simpson. Same thing. Bart's brother. Yeah. Um, that joke came really close to the end, man. I just love these crowds that are coming out. They're so... And it's you guys. It's you guys. But you guys, I feel like... It's just... it's it, this the, the turn comedy's made... I feel bad that Patrice died because he didn't get to see where comedy was going. Do you think he would have been big into podcasting? Oh, yeah. He was, see, he was doing podcasting before <laughs> podcasting was, he was, Opie and Anthony was podcasting before podcasting was podcasting, in my opinion. Original Opie Anthony. By the way, I'm not shitting on Opie and Anthony, but I'm about to. And I, and I love them and I respect them. But I, I will say, one of my, and they'll, they have to agree, and if they don't agree, then I will never respect them ever again, and I'll never speak to them ever again in my entire life. Just really? kidding. Just kidding. Just yeah, kidding. I was going to say. But um, when they originally got on SiriusXM, it was such a long format with no commercials that they were forced to do what we do in a podcast, and that is awkward silences, uh, let, like, not drive the show, not host the show, just hang. And I, I never listened to them before their show, so I'm assuming... That there was a part of that in their original show that is the reason they got so big, their Boston show, and then the one where they were doing afternoons on the same network Stern was on. But all I know is that when I first heard Opie and Anthony, man, it changed the way I took in media. I didn't want 
anything packaged nicely. I didn't want, hey guys, we're back. Um, welcome back. We got a crazy lineup in the studio. We've got dot, 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 and dot, dot, dot. We're going, hold on, hold on one second. One of our interns just ran in. What's, what's this? What's this? I didn't Ooga, want that. Ooga, like I didn't that. want that. <laughs> and, and that was, and I'm, I pay, I pay the respects to Opie and Anthony because, and Jim, obviously, but they brought in guys like Patrice who would just hang and Bobby and Bill and Louie who would just hang for fucking four hours. They would hang for four. Patrice would, and, and look, I'll, and I'll say Patrice, I'll gloat on him because, you know, obviously he's one of my idols and, and I, I I just, I ha, I can't tell you, like I knew him before you guys knew him. And that, that sounds silly, but it's like, like it's like a Dave Matthews band thing. Like yeah, everyone's jumping on the Patrice bandwagon now, but I liked him when no one wanted to book him. I liked him when clubs didn't like him. I liked him when he didn't like himself. I liked him when him and Todd Berry would fight about who would panel first. And I was on Patrice's side, knowing full well Todd Berry had a much better career than Patrice. Like I always liked Patrice. I liked Patrice when Patrice didn't like me. And man, hearing him on Opie and Anthony, him just going off on something. I remember him telling Louis C.K. that Louis C.K. was gay because he didn't like black chicks. But like that, like you, that would never happen on uh, terrestrial radio. You'd never get no. into that conversation. No, I would Patrice, have loved to have heard that conversation. P- Patrice, see the thing with Patrice is, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about this, but like he was so good at like. I, by the way, I'm apologizing. I'm pontificating about Patrice this morning, but he was so good at. He was so good at silence. <laughs> and so podcast, he was just, he would just, I, I'm bummed that he wouldn't get to see where stand-up's going because stand-up now is more about a dialogue. It's, you gotta be funny. You gotta tell jokes. You gotta have punchlines. You gotta entertain the audience. But at times, audiences these days because of podcasting or through podcasting allow you to somewhat slow it down and take things in a different direction. I do this thing called secret time sometimes on stage where I tell secrets about you, Aunt Leanne, and they fucking kill, but they're not about funny. About me? Yeah, about you. But they're not funny. They're not funny. Well, what are the secrets you tell about me? Oh, I don't want to ruin it for my fans that haven't seen me do secret time. Oh, is that sure why you don't want to say what secrets sometimes, you tell about me? Sometimes when Leanne gets turned on, she looks like Elvis. She goes, hur, 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 Oh, hur. good God. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, but like something like that would never have played in 1997. You couldn't do secret time. You'd, I guess you'd be an alt comic. You, you'd be doing something that was against the grain. Stand-up has turned into such a, a great medium that uh, that I just love it. I love it so much. I did it sober all weekend this weekend, and I just loved it. I, I will apologize to any of the shows where you watched me meander into material this weekend that I hadn't practiced or I hadn't written, and I just wanted to try to write new stuff. That is the, the, um, the double-edged sword of me being sober. Yeah, my shows are a little better, but I do wander into stuff that I haven't explored yet because I am curious and I'm sober and I'm not drunk. Apparently when I drink on stage, and by the way, I've always said I don't drink on stage. After this weekend, I realized I definitely drink on stage. Like I definitely drink on stage. Um, After this weekend, I realized drinking does two things for me. It keeps me on track because I don't want to get lost in things because I'm drinking. And if I do a David Blaine rape joke or if I do a Harvey Weinstein rape joke buzzed, I may go into dark territory and I'll feel guilty because I was drinking and I wasn't well thought out. But when I'm sober, I have no excuse, so I go into those materials and I, and I explore. Ari and I had a fascinating conversation. I'm going to get to the intro of the podcast. I apologize. Ari and I had a fascinating conversation about stay in your lane. We'll talk about this on this podcast at some point with me and Bob and Drew. Um, 
but it's it's really fascinating um and and i think what i'm what what this podcast is allowing me to do is explore lanes that wouldn't always be my lane um i think it's very very easy to put me in a in a box of this is the guy with the crazy family crazy drinking crazy party stories russian mafia oh it's the machine like it's easy to do that and by the way i'm very comfortable in that box i like that box it is who the fuck i am i like talking about my family my wife i like being honest i've always liked sex jokes i've always liked fart jokes shit jokes i like dick jokes i like a pussy joke i like that stuff i like enjoy enjoy it laughing at it i always have since i was a kid i love talking about my family i love being a little bit of a family guy but i don't want to be too much of a family guy and i love telling a good story leanne is rolling her neck at this i'm just listening okay um but i love i love all of that and this podcast allows me to explore it and and by the way and i i say that leading into this podcast because this podcast um started off talking about sober october uh which i thought is where we were going to go this whole podcast and we started talking about social justice warriors something bob forster is oh i'm gonna let his say his his words about it but i think the pc culture is driving him nuts listen a guy like Bob Forrester is... Bob Forrest. Bob For- I thought it was Bob Forrester. I think it's Forrest. Forrest. Is it Bob Forrest? Yeah. You Google that. Yeah, I Googled it last night. Okay, it's Bob Forrest. Sorry, Bob. Um, but a guy like Bob Forrest, he, he's a no-bullshit guy. We talk about um, people getting passes on this podcast. Like, who gets passes? Really? Yeah, yeah. I think Dave Chappelle's got a pass. Well, a pass in what way? In life, like you get to say whatever the fuck you oh, want. Oh, because so he can be he can be politically incorrect and inappropriate, and he gets a pass. He gets a pass. No one's no white, no one's no white social justice warriors attacking Dave Chappelle. Well, no, because he's black. Well, yeah, there's a lot of we talk about this on the podcast, so I won't allow our simplicity of this right now to be what you hear. Listen to it on the podcast. Don't hear what we said now. Oh, but yeah. Are you saying you don't want me to trump Bob Forrest? No, I'm just saying that you going because <laughs> he's black might come out a little inappropriate. No, I don't I don't mean it inappropriately. Yeah. I mean it kind of like I think it's I think it's it I think it's and I think it's somewhat I think it's a double standard, but it, look, we talk about it on the podcast, but I think it's a double standard that um that these social justice warriors aren't going after athletes like that R. Kelly's got a, a, a fucking studio full of sex slaves, but they're not going after him because he's not in their comfort zone of what they like to attack, and that's older white privilege. You know? Right. Yeah. I think it's fucking ridiculous. I think that if you should attack, if you attack someone, go after, cut, fucking drain the goddamn swamp. You know? It doesn't affect me. I've lived a fucking pretty solid life. But I'll tell you later. I'll tell you later. I, I, there's a joke I do in this podcast that I didn't want to ruin for for me saying this but drain the fucking swamp that's what i'm saying but drain them all drain them all fucking every single one of them let's go for the priests let's go for the fucking r kelly let's go for all the football players that beat up their wives let's get rid of all of them i haven't hit my wife listen it's been really hard not to hit my wife like and so but i've i've held back so you know like like, for you it's like if you smoke you get cancer that's part of the gig yeah you look cool as shit but when you're 80 you're breathing rough and you get cancer i haven't smoked i don't get to look cool but i also don't get cancer so, oh, today's podcast is brought to you by Blue Apron. I love Blue Apron. By the way, this read is like going off. I don't know where I'm going with this, but it, by the way, this read is indicative of where this podcast goes. Well, let me ask you that. Did you have the chili last night? I did not have the chili. Oh my God. It was, was so Was that good. a Blue Apron chili? Yeah. It was really good. 
I mean, our kids ate almost all of it. I had to make them stop eating it so you would have some. And then and then you didn't have any. Well, so. I didn't have any because I was trying to, I'm trying to lose weight. So I but it eat. was it was just lean ground beef and beans and tomatoes. It was very simple. I absolutely love delicious. Blue Apron. I, if you if you listen to the podcast, I, and I know you do, obviously you're listening right now. But you come up to me, to me after the shows and you're like, Yo, Bert, uh, um, well, we got Blue Apron, and I love that. I People love, do that. Oh yeah. Oh, I love it because I go, you love it, right? And they're like, dude, all the things we say, they feel. It it's does, amazing. It does bring your family closer together. These, look, these are talking points, but these are genuine talking points on what I'm saying. It does bring your family together. It is inexpensive. It is cheap. It is easy. These are all things. There is a huge variety. The flexibility is fucking through the roof. If you want to do different types of meals or different types of things, then they, they offer that for you. When I say expensive, it's less than $10 per person, which you won't be finding at a grocery store if you're trying to eat healthy the way Blue Apron does. And Blue Apron's meals are healthy. They, they are. are um, Everything is fresh. Seafood sourced sustainably. I understand it's been developed in partnership with the Monterey Bay Seafood Aquarium. Watch. <laughs> Beef, pork, and uh, chicken come from responsibly raised animals. And the produce is sourced from farms that practice regenerative farming. These are all talking points that are important, but the that that's the least important of all of this. What's most important is my family loves it, and I'm not fucking around. We eat Blue Apron twice a week. I think we get two Blue Aprons a, a week. Yeah. And we eat Blue Apron twice a week. We just got a promo code the other day from Nina. Maybe I shouldn't say my ad sales reps. Oh, I got a promo code from Nina getting our renewing our next Blue Apron um, run, and I was super excited. Yeah. Not not it's not because of money. It's, no, and, it's not. And by the way, we would pay for this. We would pay for this. We don't get it because they're a spot. We don't have to pay because we're they're a sponsor. But we would pay for this because it does. We do see a benefit in our family for sure. Family dinners have brought us closer together. We talk. We bullshit. We giggle. We laugh. And the kids try food they would never try if I came home and said, "Hey, I'm making chili tonight." They wouldn't eat it. But if it's Blue Apron, they'll eat it every single time. I think you left a page off this. No, that's that's. Wait, what wait, they don't have any new meals coming up. I don't know. It was just that one page. Oh, you that. know what? No, it's mm-hmm. not. Oh, you know what? Hold on. There's a thing they're doing this month yeah, where they're doing the best like, of. Yeah, best of. Is that? Oh, here we go. This October, Blue Apron celebrating their fifth anniversary by bringing back its top twenty recipes throughout the past five years, as picked by us, the Blue Apron community. What would you be your favorite meal we've had through Blue Apron so far? Oh my god, that's hard. We had some chicken sandwiches last week that were really good. Um, I loved the burgers we had a couple weeks ago. I didn't eat the bun, but that that aioli mayonnaise was fucking was phenomenal. Good. And their meat is such a good quality that the flavor of the meat is really good. I remember you kept going, it's just ground beef. I know. Um, <laughs> so your favorite Blue Apron menus are back on the rest on the menu. Your favorite Blue Apron recipes are black on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> For a limited time only. Uh, Blue Apron is about giving people fresh recipes to explore as they learn to cook new dishes after new dish. Have you, Leanne, you've cooked how many new Blue Aprons would you say? Oh, my God. Two a week for probably... Six. Since January. Yeah, since January. Uh, it's been really great. You know what? Now when I'm cooking non-Blue Apron meals, I'm starting to cook them differently based on what I've learned cooking the blue apron recipes like garlic i'm from the south there's no garlic in the south we don't use garlic for anything yeah but now i understand better that you can use garlic in almost anything you make and how to how to properly 
prepare it and how to use it, how to portion it. That's been a big thing that I've learned from Blue Apron. Um, it's it, and, and I really seriously love that it exposes our kids to food they would never choose to eat. They yeah. would never order this food in a restaurant. Not I, ever. I love Blue Apron. I really do. I'm being and I'm being dead serious. Uh, try out Blue Aprons all time. Oh, all right, come on in, Reg. This is my manager, Reg. Try out Blue Aprons all time customer favorites by going to blueapron.com slash Burtcast. Shut that door, please. These are dusty as fuck in this place. Try out Blue Aprons. <laughs> I'm the worst at promo reads. Try out Blue Aprons all time customer favorites by going to blueapron.com slash Burtcast. Blueapron.com slash Burtcast. Blue Apron. A better way to cook. A better way to live. By the way, I should do that a little bit all over because there's other things I should let you know. Get this week's menu and get $30 off your first meal with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash birdcast. Check out this week's menu and get $30 off your first meal with free shipping. Go to blueapron.com slash birdcast. You'll love how good it feels and tastes to create incredibly home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash birdcast. Blue Apron. A better way to cook, a better way to live, a better way to love your family, and a better way to raise daughters and have them not turn into whores. Blue Apron is a place to be. Blue Apron is a meal for me. I want to cook hot meals and have them with my family. Blue Apron also offers wine, and I'll start drinking in November. Because everyone thinks that I'm an asshole when I'm sober. Because everyone thinks... Something's wrong with Bert because he's not talking because he's not overcompensating for the fact that he's blackout drunk and maybe saying inappropriate stuff. So he just keeps his fucking mouth shut and everybody texts him and says, why weren't you talking at Ralphie's funeral? So, uh, Reg, come on in. Is this mic on? Reg, come over here for a second. By the way, uh... Oh, other side, other side. This, this is why I don't like this. No, no you, no, no, you, you go, go on the other side. side. Um, yeah. we're wrapping this, we're wrapping this intro read up. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about Ralphie's funeral last night, Reg? And be real. Well, you don't have to be real. You guys were, well, I guess you don't want to stop them anymore. Um, I thought, uh, there were some really beautiful moments. Yeah. There's some weird moments. Some very weird moments. And, um, I think he'd be proud to see that room that full and that packed to the gills. I think he'd rather it been the Irvine Improv, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, he can sell out the fucking right. Hollywood no, Improv. I mean, can you? Can I tell you the amount of times people said the N word? Yeah, was astounding. Right. <laughs> Apparently, there was an N word pass at Ralphie's funeral, <laughs> which is a little bit of a hint to how we had end this podcast talking about Ralphie. But, uh, but, um, and what's even more hilarious is that. Every white comic up there used the N-word because Ralphie uh, endearingly, I think, had a pass. I think I mean, he definitely has got a pass now. He can't get in trouble now. But uh, And then what's even more funny is they canceled Mo' Better Mondays for Ralphie's thing, which is the Black Knight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not God. only did they cancel the Black Knight, but everyone said the N-word probably as much as they would have had they not had had they not canceled it. Bruce Jingle said the joke. He said, I haven't heard this word said this much since last week at Mo' Better Mondays. So, oh, really? Yeah. Um it was a, it was an interesting, it was an interesting, it was an interesting night. Were you uh, were you in the showroom or did I was you hang in the out? Showroom, I was in the showroom. Um, 
I have mixed feelings. I have mixed feelings about certain things. I just was angry, I think. But I was angry because he's dead also. Like, I was angry about a lot of things. Gary Cannon was fucking hilarious. The Smash Brothers were hilarious. Gabe did a good job. A little long-winded Gabe, my opinion. But you did lose a friend that was living in your house. You can say whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. Gabe was the one who found his body. or Not found his body, but he died in Gabe's house. Oh. Yeah, but but I, I'm just I was just I was in there I was being shitty I wasn't being good not 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 that I was in a bad mood but I was just being a little shitty because I didn't I wanted I didn't I'd rather Ralphie just I'd rather not be there right <laughs> Joey and Ari both said to me don't go yeah. you're not gonna like it it's not gonna be what you think it's gonna be and they didn't go and they chose not to go and then I went no I I would definitely know Ralphie would have gone to mine yeah um man August mm-hmm is ralphie yeah to a place where i was like i was fucking that is the that is it was the creepiest thing i've ever seen in my fucking life if that's what ralphie was as a kid i'd Mm -hmm. be curious but yeah it was uh i left early um i left early because i there were the, here's the problem by the way not to and everyone mourns differently and i learned that in college after three of my friends killed themselves not together but just back to back to back mm-hmm. every semester everyone mourns differently um my problem with those things is sometimes people aren't technically mourning they're networking mm-hmm. and uh, that bothered me yeah like when people were coming up like yo yo can i get a picture and you're like you're like yeah that's unfortunate and then people are like uh hey how are your numbers in uh Scott? And you're like huh like networking, I just it made me feel gross. I think right. some comics have a hard time being just a person, being genuine, just being a person. Mm-hmm. No, know? I think some and comics... feeling emotions because no, usually no, no. they're com- not all of them. No, some no, 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 no. No, I think I agree with what you're saying. I don't mean to disagree with you and say that you're wrong. I don't say that anymore. <laughs> However, um, some comics look at it as an opportunity. Yeah, I know. So yeah, they yeah, yeah, they yeah. disconnect from hey, this is not the appropriate time to just be a human being in a place of sadness or joy celebrating somebody's life and instead like you said they look at it as an opportunity because they just can't be real for five minutes some some comics not all of them right yeah. i thought i mean uh, when jay moore spoke i thought that was beautiful when carlos spoke even though it was short i really loved what he said he said that uh you know why do you guys do two hours because a lot of these people here it they had to work two hours to pay for a ticket so i want to give them a good two hours back uh i thought that was I don't know. I like that. And then when Gary Cannon's mom came up, you just saw all the hidden generosity that Ralphie had that no one talked about. He didn't talk about, but you just saw, you you saw I was there. I'm glad I didn't get up on stage last night. I'm really glad. It was a good call. Good call. Yeah, because I was driving up over the hill and I was like, all the things I was saying that I was angry about. Yeah, I would have come out. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dane swole shit. Dane's fucking yoked. He's got to be on testosterone. No, why right. you'd want to say that on the podcast, but okay. I didn't see him there. He's fucking ridiculously big. <laughs> he's ridiculously big, and he's like 47. He's got to be on test. <laughs> I don't know. All right, let's start this podcast. Your, meet- your meeting's here. Oh, for real? Yeah. Should I go get Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Get my meeting. Um, all right, guys. Uh, today's podcast from This Life. It's This Life is their podcast, right? It's uh, today's podcast from This Life. It's uh, you've seen them on uh, Celebrity Rehab. You've seen Bob was on Intervention. Was Bob on Intervention? It was on Celebrity Rehab or, or but they they but look no Bob wasn't on Intervention. They've just 
you, if you don't know who the fuck they are, then I don't. You've been under a rock. You've been watching VH1, VH1 for the past ten years. Um, he bought. I'm all over the map with this read. I apologize. It's been a rough couple days, and I'm at the very tail end of sober October, and I'm I'm getting ready to start drinking again. Today's podcast from Loveline, from uh, This Is Life, from all of it, Dr. Drew and Bob Forrest. This is Loveline Yeah, it's... Uh, like her mother. <laughs> you can't even... I mean, you can't even have the word shit in your title anymore. Like, if you had to do an album, you can't even call it something, something shit. How about the other one? The one that followed that was Bicentennial there. It's right, it's, right, <laughs> yeah, right. it's right there. Yeah. Oh yeah, there is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh that's a little. Yeah, that's a little sun drenched. Where was that before it was in this garage, man? Oh yeah, that I don't know. We found that. This, you know, what's so funny. This was a birthday present someone gave me. Was these? They got them at uh, at like. Uh, oh, the red pot. At like it's one of those like uh, restoration hardwares. And they just uh, did that, like grabbed them and framed them all for me. Right. And it was a, such a great present. Andy Griffith's really good. You remember? You ever listen to him? He was good. Yeah, he was. It was like a legit storyteller. Yeah, a little campy, but for yeah. like when he did it, yeah. very like uh, next level in my He's opinion. He's a neighbor of yours around here. He was. Yeah, he lived right here for decades. Did you? Grow- you know who lives on Addison's? Be real. No. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, for years. Really? I don't know if he's still here, but he, he, you know, from oh, okay. uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cypress Hill. Hello, one, yeah, two, yeah, yeah, three, yeah. four. Right here. Shut the fuck Crowell up. Crowell had a house on Addison. Crowell grew up on Addison. He drove me home one time. Well, but he had he bought one. His party house was here too. Are you shitting me? And he and 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 be real is like right across the street. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know. I that. think it was further towards that end, North Hollywood. Um, I I never dug Red Fox. Never got it. Uh, I liked the TV show and stuff, Sanford Son, but I just didn't like his comedy. I still don't like it. When, when I'm listening to the comedy channels, he comes up, I, I change it. Uh, I'll tell you who I really, really um, fell in love with, but it was after a while. Mm. Um, but I disco- rediscovered, in a way, was uh, Ronnie Dangerfield. Oh, yeah, always. He would he'd destroy. Dude, murder. <laughs> destroy. Murder. Right? He was the... He was, I listened to him doing an, like it was probably like a fifteen minute set and it was yeah, just it. Like, one it after like an another. Hour. The funniest thing is when he was destroying on Carson. Yeah. And after just killing Carson, everyone in the room he finally goes, Okay, we done here? Yeah. We keep going. <laughs> he was fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, are we are we yeah, recording? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah okay, we're recording. Good. I like the I like yeah. the slow roll into yeah. the slow board. roll into the podcast. What's that what's that, Advil? No, it's nicotine gum. Nicorette gum, dude. Really? What's wrong with that? Oh, I've been thinking about taking up nicorette. nicorette. No, you know what? You lose some weight. Greatest really? side effect is appetite suppressant, baby. Shut up. <laughs> someone said, someone told me they gave me a nic, nic, a nicorette pen and they said it in, that nicotine immediately instills creativity when you take a hit. Nicotine is not a bad drug. Oh, I neither like the, is a, This neither, is how we start off. Neither this is, is it, right here. Neither Dr. is Drew out of the mouth of Dr. Drew. Caffeine and they, they, I mean, you, look, we live in a world when people are trying to supplement and give neuro this and yeah. neuro that. I mean, there are things that eh, it's just if it if it if it becomes extra physiological or intoxicate, then there's a price. Then there'll be a price. Really? That's what you found out lately, right? That's Joe Rogan found out. I wish we, Mike Catherine and I were shocked to hear that conversation you guys had about how great you were feeling. Oh yeah. Rogan, I never thought I'd hear him say anything other than pot is only enhancing. Oh, about the oh yeah, yeah. about the benefits of yeah. not smoking pot. Yeah. I was shocked to hear him to admit that it. Oh, I'm a little clearer. How about He's that? actually thinking about taking breaks every other month so that he can. That's smart. Enjoy it. That's smart. Yeah. It's. I, I tell you what. It's. 
I have had a real uh, a real blast not drinking and doing drugs. That sounds silly. I wish it was better. Like I wish that I I maybe I like I don't know if that if I had hit a bottom, I would have. Uh, I don't know if that whatever happened was my bottom. I don't know if that would have. Um. I, I, if I've gotten enough reward out of it to stay sober, like I, like if if if, yeah. if, I, if I was supposed like you, I'll tell you what really scared you me. haven't. Someone told me someone told me uh, one day at a time. Some yeah. AA guy was yeah. like, he was like, hey man, I'm really yeah. proud of you. Just one day at a time. And I was yeah. like, no no no, 31 days, and then I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't know if I could do yeah. one day. The, one day at a time gave me panic. Like <laughs> legit panic. I think that's big. the that's the the positive affirmation of staying sober tends not to be so. Uh, indefinite anything that's a slogan is gross and stupid <laughs> let's just face it nobody Thank likes you. it the fact is we My don't know like mood. look at tom petty a couple of weeks ago he yeah. was just sitting somewhere doing a podcast and he's dead yeah so none of us know where we're going to be or what's going to happen we live in the illusion of control oh man and you, permanence you become a stoic right under my eyes no, not really the stoics it's have just a, ridiculous they call memorial momentum i think they call it which is remember you could be taken from this life any second and i've known that since i got sober like yeah. every day is like rad and i could have died all those years yeah now it's just like i don't care one day at a time people love slogan listen let me tell you something bird most people are weak-willed and feeble-minded. Oh my God! Where this? Who is this guy? <laughs> I love it. I love so, it. So if they need slogans, this, yeah. if they need slogans or brands or whatever, yeah. fine. I don't need them. Yeah. I do. I'm I weak. live in the hours that I live. Yeah, I don't. Uh, are, you, are you well? Are you okay? Yeah. Okay. I want to make sure you're not telling us something <laughs> like, like there's a clock running or something. No, no, no. You're I okay? got a cold, and of course, I think I'm dying of cancer. Oh, yeah. that's right. <laughs> oh. He, you know, Bob had a near-death experience in his mind, even though he just had a regular old I, I had pneumonia, attack. and I kept going to urgent care. So then and I I'm felt like I was dying. I made my will out. He is like, he's writing to, these gigantic I'm, manifestos on Facebook about how the healthcare system sucks. And I'm like, Bob, you need a doctor. Yeah. I don't you like need, doctors. I, man, I, even my, like, I, you know what I found myself doing? I was at my cardiologist, and he was like... Uh, you have a separate guy that looks after your heart. Oh, that's I guess that's gonna help. That's gonna kill me. That's the one. The one meeting I had with all my doctors where they're like, "What is it? Cancer? Heart disease? How are you going to help?" And I was like, "My dad, my both my grandfathers died of strokes." They're like, "Oh, you're gonna have a stroke." I was like, "What?" And they're like, "That's how it works. You you you, you fall into one of the Genetics. Blinko categories. Well, but you can control some of that stuff. Then you got to figure out what's, what what's under that. What, yeah. what did what did they not? What would they have died from had they not died from the strokes? So you're a yeah. comedian. Yeah. Get this. How many people have died during the stress test for the heart thing? Not, not Come whoa. on. That's got to be. <laughs> no, no. I was in good shape when I had mine. When I've they had go, people have cardiac events. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm talking yeah, about. Then you get them, you, you get right on it and you take care of it. Yeah, but people don't act like that in their normal daily living. They're just going slowly through life. That's and the then idea. all of a sudden, you guys got them running on a treadmill. Oh, my God. What happened to Bob? Who took Bob's brain? <laughs> I love, I, by the way, this is the brain. Like, there is a part of what I'm doing in this sober October that has been extremely unhealthy like where I, I recognize it and I go like I know for a fact the one thing where you go I'm smarter than AA that's oh. like an addict's brain yeah yeah I got that yeah. I got that thing yeah, definitely yeah. yeah definitely I got that <laughs> and then the other thing is um do you, I, I wonder if you ever felt this Bob like I was on a plane and this kid was like uh I was I was with another comic was behind me and I said, "Yeah, I'm not drinking and I fly. I drink when I fly. So keep me honest as a joke or whatever." Yeah. This kid's like, uh, "You have a are you you have a drinking problem?" And I go, "Oh no, I just I always drink when I fly." And he goes, "I had to go to uh, rehab for 
I think it was Magic the Gathering, like a video game. He was like, I wow. was eating up my life, and I was, and I was like, really? He was like, yeah. Well, they we had to, I had had to like go to rehab for it, huh. and immediately I got to the hotel room that night, and I was like, I should look up Magic the Gathering. <laughs> I was like, I bet it, if it's rehab worthy, it's got to be good. <laughs> Did you play it? No, it's yeah. a card game, I, no. and I was like, oh, you got to get the. And I was like, you need two other players, I think. Hey, I'm I'm sitting here staring at all these uh, comedy albums on yeah. your wall, and. And I, I'm not sure if I, I emphasize this enough when we, we were talking about it a minute ago. Of all the ones up there, and you got a bunch of very, very fun, you know, yeah. the best, you know, and we, we both talked about how we, you know, Rodney killed. But the one that I really believe is going to stand up as poetry, almost like, like, like Homer, is, is Pryor. It, it's, it's, goes, it's eternal. When you hear it now, it's a lot of stuff you go, oh, it's a little eh, dated. His stuff just, it just stands. Yeah, it's like he, like a like a poet, like like it's really like modern poetry. He had that effortlessness that Dave Chappelle has, that I think only black comics can have, like an effortlessness. That's a racist statement. <laughs> if you're white and you're not writing shit into a notebook, people go, "He's not working hard enough." Uh. But they don't expect black comics to be writing anything down. They expect him to get up and be. And I think I think so. Prior, it's a, sort of a, ja a jazz talent almost. Yeah, yeah. Jay Z doesn't yeah. write lyrics down. Right, like right. he remembers them all. Right. And so I think in a weird way, and I think it's there's a lot of that um, cross, like almost like the like Jerry Seinfeld said, if you don't look at this, I, I mean I'm, I'm paraphrasing obviously, but if you don't look at this the same way a guy looks at a construction job, then you're not doing it right. Yeah. So then all comics are like, well, shit, if you're not if you don't have a notebook or a, a yeah, you know, yeah. then you're not doing it right and. I, I think I've always fallen in more of the prior thing of like, oh my god, oh, about, yeah, you're a storyteller, yeah. yeah. But prior is a prior it's is about a making people laugh and making people think. That's what the best comedy is: make them laugh, and then right after they're done laughing, they're thinking. Well, something deep about hum the human experience, right? That's well, what my, you should be thinking you know, about. That that my thing comedy's been my thing since I was a kid. Yeah. Really? So we talked about this last time, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, and and. There are comedians that I laugh at, but I don't ever oh, think yeah, do twice about now. what they said. It's yeah. not deep. It's not revelatory. <laughs> Richard Pryor was able to make white people look at their relationship to black people. Oh. And black people look at their relationships to each other. Yeah. And black people's relationships to white people. There's not many people that can figure out how to do did, that. Did you, did you hear Seinfeld on uh, Stern? No. He, he was only a couple weeks ago. His Asperger's is bad. He talked about what he was like in high school and stuff. I'm like, oh my god, that's full yeah, on. I Asperger's. heard him say, I heard him say he had Asperger's. What is? Oh, what full on? What is? What is? Like, what is it? it it's it's a kind of it comes high off, functioning autism is the easiest way to yeah understand. it comes off really? as social awkwardness in, in in its core it's an inability to read social cues. A lot of musicians have it. Yeah. It's so funny. I've heard so many stories about him being unable to read social cues. And, and he and he said he in high school he goes Stern was like, didn't you want to get laid? Didn't you have any girlfriends? He's like, no, that, that was those people. I, I watched TV. I, I was fine. I didn't want people. Why did I want? I just me and my television. That's all. I was like, oh my god, that's severe for okay. real. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's something. Yeah, I I always thought I was on some sort of spectrum but i think i'm no more you're like, the add thing i got the add ocd yeah. paranoia yeah. like uh anxiety you said your daughter's got the same kind of thing too what she's got she's yeah. got isla the one you met is just now a mess yeah. yeah she's not a mess she's a mess Drew. Well, because you talk about her <laughs> you know I, maybe, maybe, yeah. no. don't worry about i definitely, no, thought, I, I, I definitely can, thought that i fucking ruined I this i can chime in here <laughs> she's a mess because she lives in this house in this world in yeah. Southern California, right down the street from neighborhood schools. Is that where you guys go? Yeah, she, yeah, she goes of to the course. schools right here. That's what's where my kids what, went. What's wrong with that? <laughs> 
That's where Corolla went. <laughs> I saw so North Hollywood higher. I'm like, there it all is. All of a sudden, by the time all these kids, all of a sudden, by the time they're 13, they have three therapists, and you're going to therapist sessions, uh, and the kids have anxiety. Oh my anxiety. God, Bob, are you? Are you? That's they don't. You, that doesn't happen in South Central Los Angeles. Uh, no, it does not. No, no. I'll tell you what. This is a funny story that I that I witnessed. My girls played uh, softball. They've been playing softball, but obviously it's a neighborhood softball team. So they go and play one up in. Sirmar or Silmar? Yeah. Way up the, in yeah. the Got hills. their asses kicked, did they? Uh, well, yeah. What, <laughs> what it was was a Mexican team. Mm-hmm. Predominantly, not predominantly, entirely yeah. Mexican. Yeah. And because uh, they've got a Mexican coach who obviously wants to play the game to win, he's got them <laughs> stealing. He's got them when they get walked. The second they're first, they keep going. They just run to yeah. third. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. it yeah. really takes the fun out of the game. Yeah, yeah. And so they're stealing every base. If the ball's passed, like what they're doing also is they're, uh, he's just, just run. And then our girls will throw it and then and obviously make an error. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then everyone just clears bases. Yeah. So uh, five people get up to bat, five people score, and then the next inning. Oh. So it's really aggressive. And uh, one of my daughters, I won't say which one because I don't want to blame either. One of my daughters gets in the car and is like looking out the window. I go, what's the matter, baby? She's like, I don't think I like Mexicans. Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, no. I go, you don't like poor people. Like, oh. poor people is who you dislike because they need, like, those girls, they don't have the luxury of having college funds. And, like, best case scenario, one of them gets a scholarship and they pay go to Arizona State and yeah. that's, they pay their, like, they, they have struggle in their life. Their yeah. dads have struggle. They know yeah. the... Like there's not this like. Is the plan is the plan here for your family to become religious and go to Campbell Hall? Uh n- oh no no oh uh, yeah no, it is no, no, wait why religious Campbell because it's a religious no it is not yes it is is it yes it is Bob Bob I I I my kids played football against it I went there and spoke several times trust me there's zero it's a college prep school Can we I know but it has it's a religious no, school no, that wait, was left behind long can I tell you yeah can left I tell you behind what does that long? mean what does left behind mean zero revenue it means not zero. as revenue generating what that's right <laughs> they it was founded I don't want to get into it it was founded as a religious school it became the leading valley for profit private prep school right it is forty thousand dollars a year for a child to go there right to go to high school i'm not sure it's 40 but that's the i don't know what i don't know what it is but i know it's it's definitely over 15 yeah yeah but this is the the madness that we've grown accustomed to in los angeles because that you you, la unified blows so badly that it's abusive to send your kids to some of these schools who's got who but then that's when the playing field isn't equal for the kids in silma so so i 100 percent agree with you so our politicians should be solving our educational problem they never do it i don't understand why they throw money at it they cannot solve it i don't understand why. i just uh so where are you kids going to go to school you must have the whole thing planned out if you very, live here it's a very interesting conversation <laughs> considering uh our, our high school is north hollywood high yeah uh by the way again, like i said i've heard about it for so many years from corolla and he went to school Ray. there and those guys, I drove past it just down the way to your house. I'm like, oh my god! There's yeah. the mythical, the mythical land of Hollywood, Hollywood High. It is, it is predominantly Mexican. Um, and then there's another one. Uh, I want to say the name of the school is like Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland. Okay, so what? This is what Cleveland does. And by the way, I I guess I have to do some disclaimer or something saying uh, this is hearsay or yeah. whatever, just so that I don't get yeah. sued. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. like, this is uh, I didn't hear. I wasn't at the You've meeting. Heard this? I've heard this. Um, what they do is they have these uh, active programs um, where 
all the white kids sit on the floor and all the kids of color stand on seats and yell at them so that white kids know oppression. And then where all, is it? this at this a school? This is at Cleveland. Oh, okay. And then and then the next semester, the next semester, uh, the all the boys sit on the ground and all the girls yell at them so they know oppression. And uh, and that's what the that's where liberalism has taken the school. However, that is the the high achieving kids do that. Mm. They aren't part of the what what they call possibly i know that this is what they called it the <laughs> look at but, how but, careful you're well wording. i just I, i'm sure there's people that are kids are going there and they're like whoa 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 whoa. i'd rather them hear it and then re- research it but then what the other opportunity is is the gen pop that's what they call it that's what they call it at all these schools gen pop it sounds like a prison prison yeah, uh, exactly much. every school here has the high achieving programs where all the yeah. white people's kids with money goes well there's then the got one gen over pop. here the journalism school is the hardest school to get into the 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 guy that was killed in afghanistan or whatever there's a journalism school right here at yeah. the next block up it's a, it's inside that big school yeah but they but they have uh gen pops are all the other kids like and not not sadly, but Isla, my youngest, I think, is in Gen Pop. Uh-huh. <laughs> she's just she's she's she can roll like that. <laughs> Georgia is not. She is in the humanities pro- honors program, and those honors programs are really great. But the Gen Pop isn't. Now, what what I the article, it's good I, to hear they've got an honors program that you know they can bring kids along at least. Okay, yeah, oh, one hundred percent. My overall theory is this, and I knew that you would have the same things that I had when I lived here. Yeah. L.A. has become... You lived in North Hollywood? I, well, no, I lived in Laurel Canyon, and mm-hmm. my kid went here to neighborhood school, yeah, yeah. so I know this area like the back of my hand. I know the yogurt shop and the Starbucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and So L.A. has become the joke of elitism that New York was in the 70s. Oh, that's interesting. That's exactly yeah, what's that happened. And New that. York is more like a town now. Yeah, yeah. And we're the neurotic nutcases that actually Woody Allen used to make fun of and kind of exemplify expose. to America, right? Mm-hmm. And expose. We've become that. With Before our children are born, we're wondering what preschool they're going to go to. Yeah. So they're not in with these people. And But we don't use words like those people. It's yeah. just a nutcase That's world. what drove That's me That's why nuts. I've left Los Angeles. We went to, we went to a... a, a, a no, Leanne is the most liberal person in the world. Yeah, All yeah. her friends are the most liberal person people in the world. They are hardcore anti-Trump, anti-racism, anti-all that. We go to one football game at Hollywood High and literally all of them, like a bunch of tiki torchers, were like, our kids aren't going here. And I was like, <laughs> I was like why? Tr- that's what I was trying to point out about the Campbell Hall. You would you would have your, you would pay $40,000 for your kid to go to yeah. high school. Yeah. Then just have them learn how to get along with people maybe not the same as them. Yeah, I, I think Th- there's, that's there's what's probably happened something, to our school system. There's probably something very valuable uh, for interacting with people of all races and colors but but and by the, by the way this is what is frustrating is that I, like I'm not, I'm not saying I'm like I definitely when Leanne's like I think she's just gonna go North Hollywood High I was I was like I was like are you sure like and she's like yeah they got a great zoo magnet and I was like yeah but I mean that's what world the world is my kids will go to school to become zoo like a zoo magnet? who's decides now that they're gonna be thing? zoologists yeah a zoo magnet zoo, they got awesome. a really great zoo magnet never heard of that yeah well yeah North Hollywood High's got so the best that, zoo that, magnet see because we can't just keep blaming the politicians because we're the people. And if we choose to take our children, have them in elite schools where they don't ever come. When when my son was over here, you know, and I love Gail and I love that school. Yeah. There was one African-American kid. His parents were English and produced a famous TV show. 
That's not reality for our children to grow up in. So we've cornered ourselves in this old uber liberal kind of elitism that's a joke. It's hubris. It's a joke it's to hubris. the regular. Yeah. It's a joke to the regular America, and I think that's they, they what they see the hubris. They they're like they don't like people telling them how to live, how to be progressive if they're not living it themselves. Yeah. People see that and they just go, what? look at Weinstein. Do you know what his main defense was when the story started to break? Everybody does this? No, no, no. There was that. <laughs> but but he, no, he said, Hey, you need me. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take spend money to attack the NRA. Don't 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 you know, don't get rid of me. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna get the NRA. It's like, no, you don't get to <laughs> take a progressive position and then do whatever you want. Well, I think I'm let's get into it. You want to just dive right into it? Yeah. Because I love this subject and I, I've been talking about it. So Tobik is the next one. Yeah. Oh. There's a bunch more coming. Yeah. And this is mob rule. These people have not been charged with anything. I, I'm not defending them. Yeah. But we cannot be a country, especially the progressive elite el, el, uh, educated people mm -hmm. cannot become a mob mentality. What cannot become? We're already there. We're already there. But here's my thing. So the, the and I have a pet peeve about this. Is this what your podcast the, is about? It's about whatever. No, it's, it's about no, whatever but, we want to talk about. Like we said last time we had more fun. No, 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 but, no, 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 but no. no. I like this. But listen. So By the, the way, right now there's a bunch too. of people going, yeah, pick this scab. I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> so the me too, the me too, right? I thought we Very, talked about you and Rogan and Vic Everybody has compassion. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Everybody has compassion for me too, yeah. right? Yeah. But what America doesn't want to understand is if there's two million me too's, that means two wait, million what's, what's of our me fathers, me our uncles. Oh, our oh, uncles, bop, bop, our fathers, bop, bop. our brothers, and our sons have done that to uh -huh. women. Me too is the hashtag where uh, women can use the yeah, hashtag, yeah. speak up, and say they've been sexually harassed, sexually yeah. assaulted. Listen, how about whatever. in Sacramento? They have that hashtag. We've said enough. And there's a law in Sacramento, something to the effect of if they accuse someone, they're not allowed to name who it is. It goes becomes it becomes confidential, oh. and I'm like, that's change that law. I want names because yeah, I want names too. It's pervasive in Sacramento. Uh, I Bob, but I, I that's said our, to, that's we are a society was, that has sick relations between men and women. I said, obviously, I said to someone and, the other day they were talking about uh, um, they released the uh, the shittiest men in media list. Uh, oh, uh, I'd like to was, see it, that one. Uh, I got it on my phone. Uh, <laughs> And so they... Uh, Do you they, know some of them? Uh, three of them are my best friends. <laughs> really? Yeah. Why? Because what Three of them are my three three of my favorite people in the world. What'd they do? Uh, they are, uh, two of them are rape sympathizers, rapist oh. sympathizers. Yeah, allegedly. And they gave a platform to a racist uh -oh. uh, or to a rapist. Um, one of them, one of them, I'm, I'm not going to say anyone's names, but I think everyone yeah, gets one of their names really quick. But he was a guy that defended... A guy who the mob mentality was coming after. The UCB happened where it said uh, this girl's this guy's been raping girls, and they started a thing on Facebook about this guy. And he said, "Hold on, no, you you can't can't be judge, judge and jury. Yeah, yeah you can't yeah. be judge and jury. Yeah, someone go and 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 that's what his whole thing was. And then he got convoluted in that and started fighting with them independently. Yeah, yeah. And so he made the list. Oh, and, uh, his buddy's got a podcast with him. He made the list because he's friends with him. Oh, and then God. another guy made the list. And then the other guy, everyone knows that about that's made the list that they're after next. I won't say his name, but there's another comedian that it's very clear everyone that he's the next on the list. And that will come out very soon. I won't say his name because I don't know anything. I wasn't in any rooms. I don't know what happened. So it's instead coming. of... Instead of so uh, the mob mentality... You know, instead of coming. killing the intellectuals, we're just going to kill all the comedians. Well, <laughs> that's going to be the U.S. <laughs> version but, of, but what I said is, what I of said the cultural was, revolution. I said, hey, I'm cool with you draining the swamp. 
I'm cool with you. But realize your brothers and fathers are the and, ones. Yeah, and, and your all your friends are going to be in that because like I, I I've never I've never sexually harassed anyone to my knowledge. I'm sure I've said inappropriate shit, worked with people, and said inappropriate shit. Maybe they didn't say it to me. Maybe I, I don't even remember it. Maybe I was drunk. I did seven years on the road with a group of 11 people where we spent every waking minute together for 11 days at a time or 14 days at a time. Was there a woman in the group? Uh, one, yeah. Stacy. I mean, oh. I'd hope Stacy would reach out to me first, but oh. <laughs> but she's one of my best friends. Oh. And, and I've never... I mean, I've never. I, I'm gonna bet that she experienced some things you had no idea. I'm certain she yeah, did. Yeah. I'm certain she did. And may and this it may not be with at your hands, but I bet could, so the, the women have to be subjected to stuff that men don't even doesn't even register for men. Sometimes wouldn't even fucking yeah. like. But I, but that's why I like this. All this is leading to dialogue. Well, that's it's what I'm saying. That's dialogue so good. in my house amongst my friends. Yeah. That this is something that America. Are you really ready for this? We're barely you know, functioning as it is. Do we really want to get into that most people's brothers, sons, uncles, and dads have sexually harassed women? Yeah. Because if we have this many victims, you have that many perpetrators. Harvey Weinstein didn't do them all. One of the guys was a guy that just gave me a job and he got fired from his Nickelodeon show. Hmm. Just give me a job. I know his family, went to school with his family. Very, I'm friends with his whole family. Really nice guy. And he got accused from 15 years ago when he didn't even have kids, and he lost his job at Nickelodeon. I mean, I'm, I'm sure, by the way, I, I read only half the article because as soon as I saw it, I was like, I was like, fuck. I was, in my head, I was like, now, granted, I feel horrible for any of the women. I don't know what his it's charges horrible. were. Yeah. I don't know what his charges were, so they don't really talk about that. All it says is sexual harassment. I can't imagine if he was being a predator towards women, what it must have been like to be that woman working with him. But at the same time, I go, God damn it, what's his family doing? Like, mm. but it, but I also I felt that way when Steve Renazizi uh, got caught up lying about nine eleven that night. Do you remember that? Yeah, no. comedian said he was in yeah. one of the towers when the plane hit. He was having a cigarette, and that's yeah. why he got into comedy. Yeah, and then he got on. He got very famous. He started doing really big work, and then it came out that he was lying about nine eleven. And uh, and all I thought as I put my kids to bed that night was like, "Fuck, they can take it away." Well, it really is like the the terror in France in 1890, right? No, it's I don't know what that is. Please tell me what you're talking about. They cut off the, people's heads. The guillotine. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's what that you're was. Familiar those with mobs, that those mobs that would say you, and then and then those people would get turned on by the. It would just be the mob eating itself all the time. I thought interesting the poor Lisa Bloom and poor Kathy Griffin. I feel bad for both of them. You seen that mess? Lisa Bloom. These. Oh, the the, the, the lawyer. lawyer. Did you see what happened today with them? No. Oh, dude. Oh shit. Well, Kathy's Kathy been going. After her, pretty hard. Kathy pushed, posted some terrible stuff, and then Lisa tried to defend herself, and it was just—I feel bad for both of them. I, I don't know what to. But say that's about the that. second. I want to be honest but, with you. That when I read those tweets, yeah. it's the second time we've heard that in three weeks. If what, you pick your brain about, about the outrageous charges, but what, 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 I'm, what I'm, the I mean, outrageous financial charges. Oh of yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That that's, that's what Kathy was complaining shot. about her having to pay a lot and the whole thing sort of blowing up. But we heard that from. We're talking about okay. Victim. Lisa Bloom represented Kathy Griffin when she was held the head of Trump up, the uh -huh. decapitated head. Okay. And uh, and apparently Kathy went off script almost entirely and Lisa charged her for her services and for setting up the press conference and everything and because the whole thing blew up and didn't work, Kathy's blaming Lisa Bloom. So, but so, so the, the whole thing is a mess and what's the, what's the good that's going to come out of it? I think 
you know, we were talking about this the other day. Is it going to be more and more bad? Are we going to go deeper into the darkness of the American soul until we come out of it? Or are we starting to come out of it and ra- more rational minds will prevail? I think this newest thing of what happened to Harvey Weinstein, what's happened to Toback, and what's to come is a sign that we are going deeper into the darkness. We just, we just fired. But but how about this? I'll, I'll play devil's advocate. And you're the comedian, so you should be making us all laugh at this point. Uh, well, I made a joke that did not go over very well about <laughs> David Blaine's uh, rape. You heard mm-hmm. he, uh, they say that apparently... He uh, did? Allegedly, David Blaine uh, roofied a girl. Uh-oh. And oh my, uh, my joke was, with his skill set, it had to be remarkable to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Ha! Nobody laughed. Like that. no one laughed. And then well, I, there's and that, this there's this universal moral outrage stuff. Right? What if people stop laughing? I don't think the like, people coming to my shows, but nothing that nothing that you can't make fun of anything anymore. I think that might be another limiting thing. Is there? You know, I watched the last Chappelle show. Like he, there are certain points where there's no laughter. And Could he, you imagine, like, remember the, what was his name? The guy from the, Seinfeld that did that horrible Michael Richards. What if he? What if he had done that today? He would, he would have been like arrested. He, I don't know. It might but, maybe I don't know. And part that was of me only thinks, three or four thinks, years ago. Part of me thinks if you're Michael, he Richards, might have been vice president. I'd rather do it now. I'd rather do it now because <laughs> you know something's right around the corner. It's like the guy who uh, came out against. Uh, there was a of some guy, senator that came out against gay writes and then turns out he was gay and then the next day was a harvey weinstein thing and you know he had to be like that was a close call <laughs> everyone's about to know i blew dudes and now here i am thank you everybody See? but like i i think it's good that guys like harvey i i can say this i've never um i've never raped anybody uh thankfully but i've never just i've only had sex with six people so i'm not I'm, i don't have that that gene, that sexy gene that yeah. would, a rapist would have where they're like... You're a serial oh, monogamous, yeah, all bad. Sexy gene. The thing where like a rapist Are would you? be like, oh, hardcore. Hardcore. I'm not good at sex. I have a hard time turning it off. Like, so, like, yeah, I was in one threesome one time that went uncomfortable and I felt guilty. Oof. But it was a threesome. There were two girls and I still felt like, that was awkward. I feel like I should apologize to those girls. Yeah. No one even had an orgasm. But like, <laughs> but still, I, that was part of the reason I felt guilty. <laughs> <laughs> And so part of the reason <laughs> I was such a bad fucking threesome. Anyway, um, but like you were probably intoxicated. Like I, uh, we were all very intoxicated. Shocking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I imagine. Are there it. threesomes that happen that people aren't intoxicated? Right. Uh, no, that's why I don't. That's why I never can imagine that if I was single, I would not. I would be not be sober. Huh. Like I look at like uh, fucking Crystal Lee, and I go, "How do you have your threesome sober?" Anyway. Um, <laughs> The, but like I feel like as That's someone funny. who I don't have that thing I, I could never leverage I have a hard time with conversation. No, you're not a big sex guy I'm not a big sex guy yeah. and so I look at guys like Harvey Weinstein and I go well good I'm glad that they got rid of the guy I can't fathom jerking off in front of a person into a potted plant I can't it's, yeah. it's fathom that? that it's so weird there's so many things that have been uh, sort of brought up lately that are behaviors that are I can't understand them a lot, a lot of the stuff that really was rubbing up on girls' legs until he came. Did you realize how uncomfortable that is? Yeah, I mean, it's that like, is really in in kinkos and stuff like that. In kinkos, that's, yeah, that, that's all frauderism. the different places frauderism. he would just try to hit on girls and stuff. Uh, I've it's didn't even really like crazy. That much, so so now it's going to come out, and there, and we should be able to you you're in you and your comedian friends should be able to poke fun at it, and we all should laugh, and in that laughter comes an understanding but i think that it's not even okay to laugh anymore at certain things oh they're not there are people that 
There are people, uh, a perfect example, um, David Cross. Did you guys see what happened to him? I heard about it. He got in trouble for what what he said was a joke. It was a little bit of a fucked up joke if it was a joke. But, but, he, but people been saying wait, wait, fucked wait, up jokes say? for decades. I, that was and the no point of jokes. Them. Yeah, it was it was he was I look, I would never blame and by the way, I don't think David Cross is a racist at all. I don't I don't think he's even remotely close to a racist. His wife is a social justice warrior. Yeah. Amber Tamberlin is the one who's been at the front of the Me Too thing. She's on NPR every other day. Yeah. She's going out and doing press for these rapes. And she's married to a rapist? No no he racist. met an Asian chick. A racist. A ra- <laughs> See, it's so oh, which, hard. Which one do you want to be, racist or rapist? I'm going racist. Yeah. <laughs> really? Pick your lane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can definitely, as long as white people accept me. <laughs> can I, wait, I have a theory about this that I want to run by you guys. Right. But 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 I, I, he met Michael Sarah's girlfriend, who's a comedian. She, uh, she's Asian. You've probably seen her in a couple movies. Uh, she's a pretty famous actor, but she wasn't at the time. And he said to made something fun of her jeans, and then said, uh, "Ching chong, ching chong." You know, oh, yeah. speak English or whatever. And then, and then he was like, "Oh, did I just make you mad? Are we gonna karate fight?" Uh, like, it's it's this is David Cross. Yeah, David Cross. It's, it's something, dumb, by the way, dumb I, stuff. It's for the moment. Stuff. It's it, and probably drinking at a bar, trying to make light of it. By the way, well in the spectrum of anything I would do. Like I'm not. Well, I he wasn't would, on stage. No, it was just it was him and hanging well, out. Well, as long as we're movie. you know trying to raise awarenesses, I mean the the ching chong ching is deeply offensive to yeah. Chinese Americans, and so he hit the wrong chord. I mean, that's, yeah. you know that's a that's a problem. But she came out and slammed him on Twitter and said he's a racist. He's a hopefully he's better. You'd think he'd know better. And then he came out and was like, I don't know. I don't remember this for one. Number two, if I did do it, I must have been doing my racist character. That does this. I would. I was doing not only that. What I don't like about all this is like he. If he, let's say he came on and said, "Geez, I thank you for telling. I had no idea. I've deeply yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, what I'm not just I'm sorry, sorry. I'm mortified, and it will never happen again. I probably, you can't do that. No, you just have to be your head chopped off. Goodbye. You're dead. Yeah. you're dead. You're oh, gone. He, they That's just, the part I don't like about this. People the, need to learn and grow. How the hell we're we gonna? If this is what change is, no, we but, need to but all change. Like, to not, get to the point of comedians, Chappelle stood there in oh. the face of silence. And just kept going and yeah. kept going oh. on that beat on He's that untouchable. Bit. He's untouchable. He he can say things okay. that Okay. Well You ready for this? You ready for my theory? Yeah. yeah. This is my theory. Okay. This is half cocked. I know I've said some fucked up things on this podcast. But this is gonna be the worst? Is this might be. Oh, it sh- might be. Oh, thanks for doing it. Because he's so stoned he can get away with it. Uh, and nope. you're trying to promote your own now, stone. Here's, here's it, Bob. We're gonna be held responsible for not <laughs> for not killing him or taking <laughs> yeah. him on or somehow saying something to whatever he's about to say. It's so, a pro so we thing, I'm gonna, I think. whatever <laughs> it's gonna be, we're in trouble too, because there's no way we could respond well enough in people's minds. We would have to, to walk out as soon as he says it, right? What is the right thing to do when he says the most offensive I, thing? I, I, I don't know. Because that's the problem. I, I know. I know how I want to start it now. I want to start it so that if it gets grabbed for a screen bite, it co- that is a good thought, Drew. Let me reiterate it. <laughs> um, here's my theory. Okay, uh, go with it. Oppressed people hmm. take care of their own. Okay, uh, white people because they've felt no oppression, identify with oppression and want to rat people out. So th- as a white person, you are like. R. Kelly, the black community isn't going to go after R. Kelly because they've felt too much oppression from the outside, right. and they don't feel like that's their job to go after okay. them. Okay, that's interesting. Um, 
I, I heard a story one time that rabbis were molesting boys in, in uh, Park Slope or wherever yes, the Jewish community. That was a big story. But that they were keeping it inside their own community because of the distrust they had via the Holocaust. They well, not didn't just wanna... the Holocaust. The, Jew, the yeah. Jewish heritage all the way back from the Egyptian stuff is, is very much that way. So they were keeping it in their own community. And I think the same thing happened with Michael Jackson and and with 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 all these things. And I feel like Dave Chappelle will never get in trouble because he will always have black people behind him because no matter what he does they're going no 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 he's one of us we got well him. but aren't the white people afraid of attacking him or criticizing him p- 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 in particular white liberals racist. white liberals dude right? he, he was his last special was extremely dated i won't say it was homophobic i won't say he was homophobic or any of that because i watched it and i understood it I understood what he was trying that the to do. One in Texas, yeah, and but it was a little dated in the way you'd refer to a person of transgender as just a tranny yeah. or a dude with a dick or like like you just don't speak like that. But Chappelle did it, and he and by the way, he just was like, yeah, you can go fuck yourself. That's how I talk, and everyone's like, well, you know, he is, you know, he is black. <laughs> that, that's what everyone said. I mean, no, no, well, like, how come Chris Rock doesn't get away? Because he's it? black. No, Chris Rock gets away with it. He mm, could, not everyone, as much as Chappelle does. Black guys. Go on ESPN and go, I don't know. I just think being gay is a sin. And they don't say a fucking word. Clinton Portis went on TV and said, ain't nothing but a dog fight. Like they get, a, there is a, there is a wholehearted double pass, standard, a double saying. standard when it comes to uh, uh, what you say versus, now, now by the way, Donald Trump's gotten away with all of this. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm wrong. You can pick apart this theory, but I have noticed that like you see a different, like hip hop still talks horrifically about women and and by the way I, and I, this is also part of this statement and it's coming out and i'm, I'm gonna say it but like it but like i noticed that not a lot of black chicks are coming out and saying they've been sexually harassed it's a lot of white chicks now now the one girl said she was raped by harvey weinstein was a french actress who was back lupita lupita yeah. but but it's like i've noticed that like no one on empire has been sexually harassed which you know which by the way i, I if i'm not mistaken i think that actor had a, a rape charge on him from a t- movie he did. Uh, that that guy with the lead of Empire. Mm-hmm. I'm, once again, hearsay. I don't know, but so, I think so. But but let's let's be honest. Media is controlled by liberals and elitists. But they're right? going to go after so the they Harvey Weinstein. Only going to go the, after the, the narratives. The narratives the narrative. fit for them. Yeah. I mean, like look at. I mean, look at a little bit of the but double Let's talk about Toback for a second, because I, I don't even know what he looked like until today. Oh, he looks like Dude, a creepy kid rock. he looks rock. like a guy in a peep show 25 cent lobby. Yeah. He's so, de- right? he, is, he is So who casting. would meet him at a Kinko's or at a Starbucks or whatever and have him come up and say, hey, baby, I know Robert Downey yeah, and Jr. And go back to a hotel with him. Yeah. Me. <laughs> I would, I've definitely been put in those situations. Oh, 100%. With, with gay men? Uh, with... Any kind of, I've done, I've just, this business is so confusing to navigate from your side. Like, you know, people go, oh, uh, once you get on the other side of the camera, like, you know, I always wanted to be in a room for a casting just to see what it was like to watch someone audition yeah. so I could audition better. But you, once you're, when, if you're never on that side, you're always doing everything blindly. And so when someone says to you, uh, Elliot Gould asked me to go to dinner one night and I literally was like, he must be gay. He must want to fuck me. And he was I'm like, I'm in, I'm in. I call my dad and he, I go, what do I do? And he goes, eat shit, cash jack, you show up. He's like, look, if you can't get Elliot Gould off you, then maybe he deserves to have you. And so, so I, and I, I pushed it off. I was like, no, no, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I didn't say that. I was like, oh, I'm busy. I wish I'm going to be in New York. Oh, I wish. And then finally he's like, are we going to do this or not? And I was like, 
okay and so we went and then we just had dinner that's all we just had dinner and it, even at the end of dinner i was like he's not gonna try to kiss me or anything like like i've been <laughs> waiting for this that and the other thing i noticed is that he drive drew, drove a car that was less expensive than mine and i was like i think i'm blowing through my cash <laughs> <laughs> yeah he had like yeah. a really a thirteen thousand dollar car there's a lot like, of cars out in front who are all those cars and my wife's a redneck. And cement mixers <laughs> yeah my wife's a redneck <laughs> but like i definitely if james toback they said hey james toback wants to meet you um and I've gone to hotel rooms and I've done coke with guys that had projects that I didn't want to do coke. I didn't want to drink with them. But the coke is there and I'm like, fuck it. I'm a party animal. Okay. One little baby line. Like I'll, I'll like all these girls stories. For your career. For your Every career. fucking one of these For girls, your children, actually. Actually for your children. I've smoked bro. pot for my children. I, I did. <laughs> I've done. I have done drugs when I didn't want to do drugs for my career. I'm going to a I'm, funeral I'm a, I don't a, want to go to tonight. Now we, you're pulling the drug counselors out of us right now. Yeah, that a, is the biggest bullshit uh, in no, the world. No, I have done shots for my career. I have snorted coke for my career. I have done all of it because <laughs> because I can't say no. And I don't want to be the guy that lets them down. I must scare the shit out of people because I haven't seen any of this stuff. Oh, do. Any Drew, no one's offering you a line of coke to get on your show. Well, maybe, maybe I don't know. That would maybe James Hope. No, but right? I mean, I've never seen any of this. Stuff. Maybe mm. back in the day, in I was radio, in the, way I was back in the Argyle in the day. Hotel, back when it was the Argyle, uh, in the in the penthouse room uh, with a, a, a producer and a writer and a manager. The manager was a girl; she was really attractive. And uh, you take a private elevator up to the penthouse, and we get up, and they're like, well, "We're this is before the." Uh, uh, right after, right around the Oliver Stone deal with the options of my rights of my life to make a movie about me, and they're like, "We love this script. We love everything about it. We just don't have an ending." And they have a mound of coke. Well, what I consider a mound, I think anyone else would be like, "That's not as big as I thought it would be." I was like, "That's a lot of coke." And so I'm doing coke, and with them, they're like, "You do, you do a line, right?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah." Just peer pressure, but no backbone, no no part You're of me. Peer pressure in your late thirties. I was twenty. Seven at the time. Oh, okay. And so I, I'm doing a couple lines, and then I, I start getting panicked. I'm in the bathroom, and I realize, oh, they're trying to kill, kill me. You. That's how the yeah. end of this. No, that makes sense to me. How this movie ends. And no, so I, maybe you jump out the window of the Argyle Hotel. I just got in the private elevator, went down, and just walked. And I walked, and I ran into Marky Mark. Oddly enough, in a Yankees cap, or maybe it was a boss cap, but I, thought, I swear to God, I thought it was a Yankees cap and a uh, wife beater, or not a wife beater, a, a V-neck white shirt. I walked on him. Walking down Sunset, I just walked right past him. I was like, Marky Mark. And he was like, eh, and just kept walking. And I was also pretty high. But uh, but <laughs> like, I, 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 I empathize like with these women who you, like Harvey Weinstein goes, come to my room. Yeah. I like, like, you know, I, I've got whatever that gene is, that, that no backbone gene where you do stuff you don't want to do. You know? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's the worst thing? What's, what's the one thing you did in this career that you didn't want to do, but you did it to get the gig? I I, had, I don't, can't think of anything like that. I guess you're a doctor. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, you could also just be a doctor or not be in this business. Right, exactly. I could yeah. point out you you did love lines for years and years for free, basically. Yeah, I did it for free at the end, and I didn't really want to do that, but I did it so everyone else had their job and stuff. I mean, that didn't, you know, a little he's different. a great guy. <laughs> Isn't he a great guy? Yeah, yeah. No, no, <laughs> well, the first, he would like, never say that, but that is badass what he just said. That's, that is really fucking phenomenal. Well, here's the the folklore. Driving was, there four nights a week from Pasadena to Culver City <laughs> for no money. Five nights a week. It was. It was I, oh, barely, Sunday, right? Yeah, Sunday, last Monday, couple of years, uh, it was just nuts. five nights a week. Just I wouldn't even do it for the drive. <laughs> Fuck those people. They need to get new jobs. <laughs> <laughs> 
I would have just paid. I would and, just and I also like, I also liked staying in touch with what was going on out there in the world and hearing the stories and so I, mean, I enjoyed it. Bert's trying to take yeah. it in right now. Let him take yeah, it in. I, I, I tried to get out of doing my own podcast for for free. <laughs> In the early days, when this wasn't monetized, I remember being like, what the fuck am I doing this for? Yeah. And it's in my backyard. <laughs> I did I did the, originally the Love Line for like 10 years for free, but that was one night a week. Yeah, And, was, and that was really just got, was that was interesting service, and public service you know, different. Really yeah. But then at did the end. Did you listen to it then? Of course. That was the greatest. But then Dude, the very, very, Bob used to be on it back Sunday then. Night, yeah, right? Sunday night. I remember, uh, I, I've been a fan of Love Line for a very long time. My buddy Lorenzo used to, was one that turned me on to because I didn't grow up out here, mm. and he used to do his runs, uh, his his runs to drop off photos at the time Loveline started because he was a photographer, and so he'd be like, "Come on, let's go drop off photos. You can listen to Loveline with me." And I was like, I remember being like, "Ah, I don't really listen to the radio because I grew up in Florida. Yeah. Like we didn't really have much radio. We had Ron and Ron. That was it. What part of Florida? Tampa. And uh, we were on in Tampa. How old, Thanks. Uh, how old are you? No, 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 no. How but old are you? Forty-four. Did you know Doc Gooden? When you were growing up? Uh, uh, yeah. I didn't know him personally, but yeah. He's doing great. Is back he? on track. Oh, yeah. for real? Okay. Back on track. Good. I just saw him and Daryl Strawberry. I know. In the 30-30 thing? Jeez. Yeah. yeah. No, he's... He, we've been... Did you, I, I was worried he had TB because we right back when we treat him as celebrity. Yeah, as soon as all that other stuff going. stops, you'd be amazed at how healthy he becomes. Okay, it's amazing right. how quick your body bounces back when Even you stop Even at 44, boozing. yeah, you're about the same Should, age as him. Oh, Yeah. I think he's, he's a he's a little older. He might he's might he's be forty. He's younger than me. I'm fifty six. He's a great guy. He's the greatest guy yeah. ever. Doc Gooden is. Uh, I remember. So him. he's from Tampa. You must have yeah, heard yeah. the legend of Doc. Gooden. I've known Doc Gooden. Uh, I know Doc Gooden. I knew his brother, his cousin Gary Sheffield. Gary Sheffield. Uh, they had a Gary Sheffield's cousin. Yeah, yeah the they Dodger? grew up together. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. crazy. And so Doc would come to our baseball field in his red Corvette uh, and. Uh, he got busted and out and beaten by the Tampa police in that Corvette. Yeah. He would Ugh. just show up at our field and be like, and we'd be like, oh shit, it's not good. And we'd just all go get autographs. He was older than me, but not by much. He was like 18 years old when he was throwing for the pitcher for, yeah. for the Mets. Oh, Mets, Mets, right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm amazed at like, uh, so that's been Tampa my biggest. as bad as he describes it growing up? Is it just horrible childhood? I, my friends. Are if either. it weren't for baseball, he says it would just be, it was just nothing. He Oof. grew up in a rough area too. He grew up in Hillsboro. He still loves it there. Oh, still so goes great. back there. Do you go back there? Oh, fuck yeah. What the fuck is wrong with in people, Tampa? Drew? Oh, I love it. Like, like if I grew city. up in a Tampa, Florida, and I describe it like like Doc's described it to me, I would never go there ever again. Do you, do you remember what I did? Life. I went to get Sierra, Jessica Sierra out of prison. Who's yeah. Jessica Sierra? She uh, another the, girl that was on Celebrity Rehab. She was our first scene in Celebrity Rehab. And she, and she was ended like, up in Florida jail. And she was like one of the winners of uh, American Idol or something. I remember Jessica two. Sierra. Yeah. And we, she was like a little, she gained a little bit of weight, but she's a little blonde girl. And, yeah. And uh, I, she got wasted, relapsed, and tried to blow a cop, and you know, just got real on, all on camera and stuff, and she got yeah, arrested. That's and, something Bert would do. And I went down there, <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> I, I just, I just go. If you thought it would get you out of was, the arrest, oh no, I, would I, you do it? I've done it, but I wasn't even getting arrested. I was like, hey man, I'm a sucker for guys in uniform. <laughs> but, uh, but listen, because she was like, I'll do anything. Let me out of here. I'll do anything for you. Let me, let me do this. And so that oh, was yeah, all I remember wasted. This girl, is she doing okay now? Uh, she had a couple kids since those yeah, days, she and she's had, last I heard she's doing very yeah. well. But um, but but I went down there to try to get on it. I'm telling the judge. The judge was freaking Yosemite Sam. I mean, it was unbelievable. It was like, 
son, what, what, what you, you want her to go to some fancy re- retreat or something? He's like, why should I send? And he goes, honey, j- child, what were you doing in Ebor City? I was like, what's Ebor City? What is Ebor City? What's Ebor City? Ebor City is the old part of Tampa that the Cubans settled that is the party central. That's where everyone goes to party. And 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 he just dressed me down. I'm like, yeah. hey, I go, look, I'm just, look, I go, you send this girl to prison. That's the end of Jessica Sierra. I think that's it. This, this, is, this is a chance. You give me a chance to help her. I think we can do something here. And he just was yelling. and It's like your 70 Sam. I oh. was, was going to pull out a couple pistols and start waving them around. So you uh, it was grew crazy. up there and you still have fond memories and go back there? Oh, I love it. But what do I, you love about it? Uh, there is a dirtiness of it. <laughs> like oh there's yeah, a, there's a real dirtiness to it that like, like you don't. What's weird about Tampa is it looks kind of shiny and new on the outside, but yeah. just I've underneath. I've been there it a is. couple of times. It, it doesn't have sidewalks in the residential streets, right? There's just lawn and Oof. and then the road. No, they've got sidewalks in there. But is that where a lot Ted Bundy killed a lot of people? Uh, no, that was Gainesville. That's where I Gainesville was. Gainesville and okay. Tallahassee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gainesville does Florida not have sidewalks. <laughs> much like California's. Ted Bundy wouldn't even go to Tampa. No. <laughs> much like Florida's, California's three or four different states. Florida is three or four different states. There's, there's Florida is southern middle. Everything's globally different. Yeah, Jacksonville's southern. different than Tallahassee. Is different than Gainesville. Different, different than Tampa. Nothing's like Orlando. Yeah. And then you go to West Palm. That's like almost like a New Yorky vibe. And then, Wy- and then Miami's different. Miami's, yeah. Miami's a, a global community. And then how about going to Panama City, which is like, what is that? That belongs to Florida, dude. Yeah. I I never. I never thought drinking and driving was really that illegal growing up. Like there was, it was not uncommon to to have a, a to see someone with a beer in their lap driving their car. Like that was just wasn't a big deal. Um, and I knew it was illegal, but it wasn't like. And and I'm I'm even older. Like, but, but I all my friends are either sober, dead, uh, or or a mess. Like you, That's when nice. you run into one of your friends, you you hope he's sober because. Like the the a lot of them are just so, like drugs were something that um, that was like. But you know what? It's let me say something. You know, we started this conversation lamenting the mob mentality and how people are the mob is eating itself now. It's no wonder this was the that was the average life of somebody growing up in an average part of the United States. No wonder they became adults with envy and aggression. Dude, no envy, wonder envy is what it is. Yes. It's like you look on people's Instagram. No, but you Instagrams. got people pleasing. That's why you're a success. People pleasing is a very underappreciated. No, no, Bob, you're going uh, off topic. It's a, we we no wonder we have mobs because we went through we've been through this incredibly weird, traumatic, limitless, boundaryless time we call the 1970s and 80s. Yeah. And and people now are adults and trying to like get it back together, and they're doing it by acting out in mobs. Am, am I am I right? I I've, I feel like the mob mentality is a way to be. Um, I feel like there's a lot of powerlessness in this yeah. world. Yeah, people look at their in lives, this country. Yeah, in this country, Especially, I should yeah, say yeah, this yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, because I I do follow some people in Australia, and it seems like these people, and it seems like they're very happy. Like they don't want for much more than that, what they have. Look, it, I, I, I found myself satisfied. watching the Mexican sit yeah. Mexican. Uh, no tr- novellas, those the drama novellas, yeah. because they're just so everyone's just who they are. <laughs> it's like oh, they, that's a man, that's a woman. They're they're oh. and oh, they just they relate, they don't relate, and everything's very simple. But I think you two are probably anomalies. But I'll say from me, and I think I'm a pretty regular guy. Like there is a part of me, and I have a very successful life. I have a very happy life. There's a part of me that was like, so I guess I'll never own an island. 
Like, like it's never enough. Like, like I was like, I was like, I always thought I'd own an island, you know, or like Oof. I always said I'd get a boat. I'd have a boat by this time in my life. And so there's a. I can't imagine what it's like if you, if you're still in Tampa. Or, yeah, if you're still <laughs> if you're still in Tampa and you and you're in this cycle of of uh, of I'm not getting really out of this. I'm not this. Nothing's getting at me out of this. Like in my small attempts of sobriety, I will notice that there is um, there is a little less shimmer on everything when you're sober. A little less of the, hey man, this is really fucking awesome. You got to really look for it. Like, I went to a, a luau with my daughter sober, and I just remember thinking, like, so this is it. Like, this is as good as it's gonna, like. Just I'm not shitting on it, but to th- it doesn't get any better than right now. Like, there's. That's you missing alcohol, though. But the, Straight yeah, up. But but I can't imagine being someone who maybe like owns a, a fencing company in Tampa. Can you believe that I don't really think about well, alcohol? I live in that that thing that you live in with alcohol. Yeah. That exists. If I went to a luau, I would, I, I did go to some thing like that, and I thought, God, how long am I going to be here? Then I met some, you know, because right away I'm like, oh my God, yeah. three hours of this? But as soon Thank as I you, met a I couple felt. of interesting dads, yeah. I just sat and talked with them and then it was but, just but like, it's time point. to go. We have lost track of the fact that the very essence and meaning of life and even spirituality exists in other people, in relationships. That, that's where we find meaning. That's where we find happiness. We find everything. And instead, we're finding uh, okay. an opportunity to aggressively act out. I'm going to go topic adjacent on this okay at my luau i saw a mom uh whacked out on pills oh yeah and i derived joy in going oh thank god that's not me like i i literally not joy but i went my my night got brighter when i was like oh thank god i'm not drinking you're so lucky you're not me because you know what happens to me in that situation one of the guys i'm talking to goes hey Talk Can you to go her. talk to yeah. her? Yeah, and I'm yeah, yeah. like, Jesus, I'm at a luau with my kid talking to yeah. you about I the Dodgers. All day long. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I would argue that the, a lot of what you're feeling is just early. It takes not, time. Early not really? drinking. Yeah, that, that sort of, a lot of that, if, six months from now, were you to, were you to elect to I got continue? nine more days left, Drew. Were you to elect <laughs> to do that? Hey, by the way, how is the flying? Uh, it's not... Uh, Are it's, you taking Xanax on no, the flight? No, no, no pills. No, he's Nothing. he's sober, sober. And by the way, and I and I wanted to. I wanted to go on with Rogan with you and hear his thing too. I really wanted to do that. Um, he's we uh, you really should. We're going in. I won't say when we're going in, but we're going in the very beginning of November and and. The four of us are doing it. People are I, always asking for me to talk to Joe because because they think we're at odds. We're not. No, you're not. And I think I think this month has been very interesting for all of us independently and yeah. as a group and i'd love to hear the different experiences i think it'd be fascinating i, I can give you a rundown of everyone's experience yeah. joe is the first one to balk like and that's that's very i'm not sharing any secrets to balk like when we said we're doing this oh he didn't want to he was like ari and tom said you know if we're giving up if bert's giving up booze we should give up weed weed's never really been my thing although i do long for it a tad bit now yeah. more than i ever have um but so they said Let's do no weed. And so we sent an email around and a text. And maybe Joe didn't get it or maybe he got it and ignored it. But then when the days came closer, he was like, fuck that. <laughs> fuck you. How am I going to enjoy my food? Like, And we were like, and I think all of us were like, yo, I think you actually might have a problem. <laughs> and, yeah. and then he uh, didn't. We all started joking and attacking each other online. And then he like came out and was like, hey, man, just so you guys know, I didn't want to. And I think there's a lot more stakes for Joe in this, but he was like, I didn't want to, I was going to surprise you guys at the end, but I haven't really smoked weed in 10 days is when he came out to us. Yeah. And we were like, really? And he was like, yeah, and I'm, I'm going to do this with you guys. I'm not going to smoke weed. 
And, and he like, felt a lot better. And then he called me independently and yeah. we started talking. And I said, you know, his thing was like, I, hadn't, I, I haven't been on stage not high in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I'm really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying not smoking weed. Not, he goes, and I really think I need to take breaks like this. My perspective was identical to Joe's in that I would always say I didn't drink on stage, but I definitely brought a drink on stage. And if things weren't going the way I wanted them to, I would just make sure I drank a little faster. Mm-hmm. And then it would just everything, the, 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 the sharpness of not doing great would just edge off the sides. And so I started saying to Joe, I was like, yeah, I feel really great going on stage too. And I'm, I feel like I'm writing more and I feel like I'm present. The one thing that has not been going for me well is I've been got I've gotten a lot more introspective and a lot quieter. <laughs> Why is that? Because I just I I told I told Halston when I met him I said hey man just you know this isn't me like I'm just really quiet because I I don't like if I'm drinking I I overcompensate for things I feel like I've, I don't know what it is but yeah it happens it's I just got a lot quieter and like I go into a club and they'd be like hey did you, did you have a good time and I was like I had a great time and they're like yeah but we didn't like because I'm such a boisterous person when I'm drinking that I'm in the bar I'm like hey what's up guys you know and I'm not hammered I'm sober so they don't see. When I'm not drinking, I just go in, sit in the green room, do my show, and then get off stage and go home. Mm. But um, and then Ari had a meltdown. Uh, Ari had Ari was the time that we all started texting with each other independently. But we before like, you stopped or after? In the middle, he, he's out what, of it now. But what's, he had a, a, what's the drug of choice? Weed. Oh, weed. It can be rough. And he was like, he was like, he started attacking us independently. Yeah. <laughs> and they, get like very, just, they get very paranoid sometimes when when they're going through those first few weeks. And so Ari kind of melted down. Tom hasn't had. Tom barely does anything. Uh, I think it would have been better if we had made him stop spending money. That's a <laughs> big problem. No more Porsches, Tom. Oh, but uh, but, and so, oddly enough, out of all of us, I had probably the least amount of withdrawal. They, I remember they were like, you know, you need a doctor. No, because you were binging. You weren't. You weren't continuously more than you no. thought you were. But I, yeah. I didn't expect you. We we talked about this. I literally. Yeah. I took my last drink Saturday, or Saturday. Saturday Saturday morning, like at yeah. two in the morning or whatever, and and what you call didn't drink all day Saturday. Went on stage that Saturday, woke up Sunday and it just felt good. I, like I never, I never really had like a detox per se. In, in a weird way, being able to control it is sort of well, a, pot's a way curse. Well, pot, yeah. pot, pot, and depression go side by side. Yeah. So really, maybe in theirs is coming out as aggression towards each other, and they're kind of, you know, depression focused outward is yeah. anger and lashing out. It's, but it's, I wish that, uh, I wish that I didn't, I, there's a lot of things I wish that I had had insight as a kid that I had done differently. Um, what? Drew's going for what he's addicted yeah, yeah. to, right there, those are, baby. Those are the, uh, Reese's Pieces, just so you know. Yeah, okay. Uh, but like, you know, I married myself to alcohol and this partying lifestyle in comedy. Now, I, I don't think I... I had, I've had a lot of, uh, oh, this is almost too much information to kind of process, but I have a lot of, sobriety has brought me a lot of survivor's remorse. You know, Ralphie passed. And and then you start looking, and then I'm, I'm doing really well in my career right now, and you start looking at your friends that are that you've always been on the same level at that maybe aren't, and then you start going like, and then you start going like, it is this weird branding of like, I'm this big party animal, I'm a big fun guy, I robbed the train in Russia, I drank. I so drank. hold on, so you're weir- you're f- fearful that the reason you're ahead of some of these people is, is brand- the partying, is, is this is, is the party this, brand? Like it's a, it's you know, everything I, needs to change and shift though. Maybe it's time to change and shift the brand. Well, Joe, no, well, I don't know if I'm emotionally ready to do that. Like I don't know where I'm at emotionally. 
like I, I, one of the things Joe and I have been talking about is like, is like, if you try to overthink things like that, then you're you're fucking killing yourself. Well, like, but, you the, just, but you just, especially at this stage, I mean, one of the things that pretty much everybody complains about when they first stop using substances is, oh my god, I'm having these feelings, lots of them, and I don't dig it so much. I don't, yeah. And that's that's why you're using to suppress feelings, like you said. Even if it's just when you're on stage and suppressing the, you know, mm. not going so well, you manage it with something outside your body to put in your body. Now you I, just got to be with the feelings. Being with feelings is really tough. Uh-huh. But uh, but I don't. It's but it's I've I've done it so little in my life as an what? adult, not drink, that it's so uh, it's almost like a vacation. It's real. I'll tell you the nicest thing about this is it's been nice. To not have to drink, like to, I'm going to this funeral later tonight, well, and I love that. Can you I'm, talk about that? No, uh, no, yeah, yeah, we can. I don't, yeah. I don't, he's dead. Do you, do you know who Ralphie May is? <laughs> Who's that? Ralphie May. No. He, he by the way, my very favorite comedian. Oh my god, he's. I think people slept on how fucking talented he was. Oh, I've seen die? him. Ta- I've what seen him take a room of? of a thousand people and have them like like waves of like people just falling over, dying in laughter. Yeah. It's, I've never seen anybody else do that. Did you know Ralphie? He was like oh, 600 okay, pounds. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know that. Yeah. Stress <laughs> test. He was on a stress test. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> do we know what he died of? Uh, we don't. Yeah. They say pneumonia. <laughs> right, which... Yeah. See? Told yeah. you. Yeah, he Could have happened to me. Yeah. It was happening to me. He was... Uh, I think his... I think... You know... Young, healthy adults don't die of pneumonia. They just don't. He's also... I'm an I don't old, know 